you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> This is Kyler Bingham with Salt Lake Dirt and KPCR. Uh, Very excited as we continue our coverage of the Berlin Film Festival. Um, We're here to talk about a a great film called Sweet As, and the filmmaker is here with us, Jub Clare. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for um, having us. Absolutely. Uh, I really love the film, and I maybe you. So I know the film, uh, there's some, there's an autobiographical element to it. So I would love to hear, uh, well, I guess, first off, tell our audience what the film is about, you know, with, and, uh, <laughs> and like kind of the genesis of it, where did the idea for the film come to you? Yeah. Okay. So the film is a, it, it's a coming of age road movie. Um, you know, it's about the courage and human spirit and forgiveness and unrequited love and all the fun things that are coming of age road movie should have, I think. Um, Of course, it was inspired by a trip I actually went on when I was 14 um, in the 80s, so I'm giving my age away. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a really amazing, life-changing journey for me. Um, And uh, how it actually came about is um, my producer, Liz Carney, who's one of my besties, um, we wanted to work together all the time. And so we're always kind of trying to figure out what's next because we did The Turning, which was a Tim Winton feature anthology, a little while back. And we're like, what's what's our next? We knew it was going to be a feature. And we're like, what, are we, what story do we want to tell? And I'm a great advocate for write what you know. And then one day Lizzie called me and she was like, what about that bloody road trip story you told me about one night many years ago? It was such a good yarn. Let's make that into a film. I'm like, yeah, it's a really good yarn, isn't it? So so off we went and it was so easy and cathartic and, and, um, and, and really a really beautiful process writing it. It took us about seven years and, and, um, to get it right and, and to feel the way I wanted it to feel. Wow, that's that's amazing. I think um, I, I one thing I loved about it. So I I went to school uh, in the late '90s for photography, still photography, and so that was like right. We were, we still learned all with film, um, no digital at that point. It just wasn't affordable. Yeah. So I feel like that was you know help helpful in so many ways just in how i live my life and even like not even talking about photography but how i live my life you know teaching a person to slow down and you can't you don't get the immediate results so i love that was conveyed in the film um maybe you could you could speak to that just a bit maybe you know your own experience and then kind of the in the film like what what is so helpful and and great about that kind of a process, which may seem antiquated to a lot of people today. Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of moments for our young um, cast that was very antiquated, um, even, <laughs> even using coins to use a, a, a public telephone booth. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but, um, 
<laughs> yeah, they're like, well, it was the funniest thing. Uh, I wish we could use it in bloopers, watching our young actress use a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was amazing. Um, for me, um, coming from a small mining town, because I'm traditionally, my mob are from the Kimberleys and a pearling town. It's, you know, really beautiful country. And so is the Pilbara, where, where I was born and, and raised as well. And, um, but it's a little mining town. It's like a typical Pogue song, you know, dirty old town. And um, you kind of just saw, you didn't see beyond the iron ore piles, really. It was like this is your world and this is your lot. And when I got to go on the photo safari, um, not only did I experience what was outside of home, but using the cameras that we had to and the way that we had to, to really look at our surroundings uh, either in you know something really intimately close or or in the distance and it just it just did something like it really changed me and um and it definitely helped lead me on the track that I am now as a filmmaker um there was another amazing thing that happened straight after the photo safari but it it, it definitely triggered something this this um inquiring mind and and because I was a you know a teen that was on the cusp of like a pendulum of where my life would go this way or that way um, and so it, it did a lot for me for that. And I really wanted to portray that in the film with our young um, actors and with our young protagonists and, and how in this day and age with digital, with social media, with, with all the other slings and arrows of all, all of the things that world, the world is, is kind of dumping on them, to just stop and observe and take your time and enjoy the moment. So I hope that came across in the film. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I mean, it brought me back too. So I think it's, um, and I'm a high school teacher as well. So I think. Um, awesome. I, I know this film. I know a lot of my students would, would absolutely love this film. Um, so let's talk oh, about. Great. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I'll, I'll make sure they get the name of it and we'll keep an eye out for it. But <laughs> they, okay. So with, with casting, I think, and I was talking to our last filmmaker about this, like, you know, casting is hard no matter what, but especially with an independent film, but then you stack like young people on top of it, which seems to me even more of a challenge, just, just more and more challenges and <laughs> not just one, you had multiple <laughs> young people. So yeah. I am very curious about the casting process and um, just how you, um, you, you, you pick the people, especially our main character, um, Mura. Uh, if, uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right. I forget, but Ma yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. So, tell us about that. I mean, it seems like, and because they were, they did a wonderful job, is what I'm getting at. They just yeah. did an outstanding um, job, and they carried the film. They were, it was wonderful. They were amazing, weren't they? It was mm. just so beautiful to watch them. Um, and, and and on top of all of that, we did it through COVID, so I didn't meet them in person. It was all online. So I had that, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. And it was really lovely because it really lent for conversation more than auditions. Um, and, of course, they had lines to read and all of that. And, and, and there were so many amazing young adults that auditioned for for the film I felt so lucky to 
to get to go through and look at them all. And it's always heartbreaking as a director that you can't cast everybody, especially when it's young adults. I find it really heartbreaking. I want to write something like that everyone can act in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they just, there was something, you know, there's always something that you find. And I didn't realise it at the time until I got to know my um, actors when we all got together, but they actually had a bit of lived experience from these characters. So obviously that came through in their auditions sub- subconsciously maybe. I could just feel a, a connection to the what they're saying in, in the scenes that we'd chosen for them to audition. Um, uh, uh, the two young non-Indigenous characters, they had never acted before. And um, but I was really lucky that they actually knew each other from the 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 Perth, the city where, where they lived, the most isolated city in the world. <laughs> and um, of course, they're going to know each other. And um, they were great. And Shantae, um, uh, who plays Mara, our protagonist, she she had done a, a, a little bit of work before. Um, she was definitely the most um, qualified um, actress. And Pedro Jackson, who played Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, those two actually had more uh, work ex- working acting experience than um, our other young cast, which is a really beautiful moment that didn't get lost on me because you don't hardly have any pe- you know young Aboriginal Australian actors definitely that have can say that they've done more work than non-Indigenous people in Australia. So it was a great moment for me, especially as an Indigenous writer director. Um, but they they. Yeah, they just personified the ca- characters so beautifully, and I, I'm really lucky too because I did. Um, I I went to the uh, acting school for many years, and I think that on top of you know my um, knowledge in the film industry of all the different um, uh, departments that I've worked in over the years, it just helped me kind of cement how to talk to my actors. And we had amazing professional actors as well that really helped nurture and guide our young actors as well. Yeah, they did an outstanding job. I, I loved it. Um, and the, yeah, I think that's even even if a and and clearly like you're you're writing you you know young people, so that came across because they're saying your words, and so it, it was just great how, seeing those two worlds like like me, and it was just it just was. You nailed it. It was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I, I don't know, I, I hate talking about myself, <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, those people that know me, I'm I'm pretty laid back and I, I, I I'm, you know, I, I'm not that much of a serious person per se. Um, I have serious thoughts, but I'm not, you know, I, 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 I have a good laugh. I yeah. enjoy a good belly laugh. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I mean, <laughs> how else are we going to get through this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's why it's easier to kind of write for, you know, younger audiences as well, I suppose, because I still remember the joy and the fun and of when I was that age, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not lost on me. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So let's talk about the festival itself. It's been three years since um, Berlin has been in person. Um, I'd love to hear about your experience and um, is anyone from your team with you on this adventure? Um, I would just love to hear about like the screenings, your experience with um, other filmmakers, the audience, and then if anyone uh, from the film has been able to join you as well. 
Um, so this is my first time in Berlin, and of course, it's been like a mecca for filmmakers. So I am beyond excited to be here. Like it's just the most extraordinary um, experience. Um, jet lag aside, because it's seventeen <laughs> hours to get here from Australia. Um, I haven't. Um, our premiere is actually tomorrow. So I um, haven't Wonderful. had an experience yet with a, a German audience, which will be really amazing, you know, to see how they interpret um, not just the, the, the storytelling, but, you know, there's a lot of colloquialisms and Aboriginal language in it as well that would be, I can't wait to watch the interpreter tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I think I'm going to film just that and make a documentary <laughs> on yes. interpreting. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's. I just feel that the whole vibe of the festival is exactly right. Everyone's so excited to be here after three years. And, um, and there's just a lot of love in the air and a lot of events that you stand in line for. <laughs> Yes, a lot of standing, a lot of waiting. <laughs> a lot of waiting, freezing cold. I, mean, like, I love it though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just at Sundance about a month ago, and, and yeah, a lot. Same thing. It had been three years since we'd been back, and um, cold and a lot of waiting, but also like a lot of excitement Perfect. and just people were just like. I don't care if I get COVID from you. <laughs> let's like let's let's hug and talk. COVID <laughs> pneumonia doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? Death, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it was it, it's so exciting, and I think um, I don't know. I, I think I'm not sure if Berlin is Berlin doing a a hybrid component, or is it all in person this year? Uh, it's it's all in person. Yeah, it's all in person this year. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I think uh, you know. I the hybrid was there's some cool elements to it and I think film's got a, a broad audience but um I think those couple years of having that um you know either online or hybrid it made people around the world more aware of film festivals so I yes. my hope is there's going to be a resurgence and in, like interest and I felt uh, at Sundance, I felt like the buzz was palpable. I've been up there about, you know, probably the last 15, 20 years or so, because I live right here. And it just felt different this time. And it yeah, was, nice. it was exciting. So I've um, noticed that with some of the film festivals that I've, because I went to TIFF and I went to Hawaii and a couple of other amazing places and, and um, even Content London, which is not a film festival per se, but just the definite change in everybody's feelings mm -hmm. about being there in person. You know, there's, as filmmakers, we work so hard all year on our content and sometimes for years, you know, on our content that it's a really magical, special time and we can all get together to celebrate all the hard work that we do and share it with audiences that we can actually sit in the cinema and hear reactions and it's and it's just, it's so different. It's, it's an amazing experience. It's, it's just beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I'm so excited for you, and that's that's incredible that the you have your first screening coming up. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. So I guess as we kind of finish up here, um, it sounds like you know the fe the festival. It's so you know so exciting, and you know you're gonna have some great experiences with like seeing audience reaction. I wish I could be there as well. And um, as far as after the festival is all over, what are your hopes? for the film as far as an audience or, you know, possibly just going to other festivals around the world. Um, <laughs> what, what are you hoping to do or um, what do you hope the film kind of conveys to people or what do you want yeah, to do personally I, with it? Yeah. I just hope, I mean, uh, 
you know, getting um, different territories to to buy the film so it can be seen um, in multiple different countries. Um, because really, at the end of the day, all I really want is for whoever's watching it, whether you're the same age demographic as our young adults or you're the mum character or the uncle or the or the Mitchell, um, I just want people to find something in there that will help them with any decisions that they need to make in their lives. Um, uh, you know, if there's if they're going through hardship, mm-hmm. and that I just hope that anybody watching it can get something out of it that might help them. That's that's all really. Yeah, I think I I think that message will come across definitely. I mean, uh, a beautiful film and just like the the power of art and you know focused art, slowing down, taking your time, um, and who who knows like amazing things can come from just doing that, not not having yeah. a specific answer to a problem necessarily, but just doing something <laughs> yeah. different in your life. Um, well, maybe yeah. National Geographic will do a whole lot of um, photo safaris again and take a whole lot of new generations of kids all over the place. That would be amazing. A, that would be amazing. They need to do that. That's incredible. They do need to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, the film is sweet as, and it's you know it's at Berlin right now. Uh, Chubb, thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to speak with me. This was a lot of fun. I love the film. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you too. <laughs> okay, take care. Thank you.